the podcast you are about to hear contains tales of murder, mayhem, news, and nonsense. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, we're back. Tidings and Transgressions, episode 14. Today is January the 29th. As always, you are being blessed with the voice of James. <laughs> I was trying to keep my laugh in that whole intro. Okay, go ahead. Keep well, going. I'm, I'm coming in hot today. You are coming in hot today. Uh, as always, speaking of hot, joined <laughs> by my beautiful wife, Kate. Hello. What's going on, babe? Um, This weekend was fire. Like, I, Don't steal my words. I already said I was coming in hot with fire. You don't try to... I mean, that's not the same word. Yeah, pretty close. Okay, well, whatever. It was sweet. It was awesome. We did the things. We did the stuff. I feel accomplished. I feel relaxed. I feel somewhat refreshed. That's good. Let's let's yeah. Let's bring that energy to the people today. I will bring that energy to the people. Don't yell though. Okay. But I mean, like, be excited. I will bring that energy to the people. No, be, you can be excited <laughs> and not be loud. I, you know, when I get excited, I get loud. Every, There's no... everybody knows if you've listened to the podcast before. Everyone is aware. You're aware. Yeah. Um, it just happens. I don't know. I, you know, I just like, I exude my excitement. Well, before we get into whatever this week's tales of crime are. Yeah. I also saw a crime this week. You did? I did. We had crazy weather here and the weather stole my kid's trampoline. Oh my God. Flipped yeah. It, flipped it over the fence. It's <laughs> in about a hundred feet across the street. Yeah, when you texted me, so you were supposed to be homesick that day. I was homesick. Worst sick day ever. We got torrential downpours, and all of a sudden, I get a text from you that says, the trampoline is gone. And I'm like, excuse you? <laughs> what? Yeah, well, because like, I kept looking outside because of the weather. Yeah. And I was, the kids had moved the trampoline up against the fence, and were pulling like a, like a WWE style off of the top of the fence, flipping onto the trampoline. Yeah. And it was like, like I'm all for that. Live a little bit dangerously, kids. I, I mean, with... with- Safety precautions. I mean, a little and bit monitoring, like, right? but <laughs> like, like get out there and live life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went out to check on it one time and it was just gone. Like completely gone. I it think was... the wildest thing to me though is that somehow it made it up over the fence, across the street, and then immediately next to our neighbor's fence. Like and the fact that it didn't destroy a fence is shocking to me. It was probably a good 50 to 100 feet from where it started. And didn't damage anything. Nope. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. You know what was not hashtag blessed? What's that? The friggin' gas leak that we also oh. had that same day. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a moment of, I don't know, cosmic alignment. The yeah. fact that I was, I was dragging the trampoline, this 14-foot trampoline, dragging it back across the street to get into the backyard and our gas meters there. And as I got close to it, it sounded like a lot louder than normal. Which just, also, I don't, I didn't realize that our gas meter made any noise. So any noise to me is alarming. Well, and as I got close to it, all of a sudden you could smell gas, which was immediately terrifying. So called the utility company who came out here, who then the guy, it just has the nerve, right? I'm like, I'm like so what, what happened to it? Because... If you don't know, if it's on your side of the meter, you have to pay for the repair. If it's on the yeah. street side of the meter, they pay for it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, one of the connectors was loose. And I'm like, what do you mean it was loose? Like, does that normally happen? 
And he goes, I don't know. Anybody in the neighborhood really not like you? <laughs> and so if you didn't pick up on it, wondering if someone was trying to kill our family. Yeah, somebody might have been trying to blow the house up. <laughs> and then he leaves me with that and then goes outside to work on it. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is terrifying. When art becomes reality. We're about to be our own episode. We were going to be our own episode. Um, turns out the builders just... Are a piece a, of shit. No. Just, <laughs> did a shoddy job and installed the meter at a strange angle so apparently the pressure over the, the past angle in the pipe i don't know yeah over the past couple of years as we've had weather every pressure he can, he that basically he convinced it. me that no no one's trying to kill you You're yes probably okay so for a second there we thought we were our own true crime episode turns out again hashtag blessed <laughs> not no, our own true wasn't. crime episode but yeah, but like, I mean, I like, never would have smelled that gas if that no. trampoline hadn't gone over the fence. Yeah, the cosmic alignment for the fact that the trampoline went over the fence, you had to go over to that side of the house because we really never go there. That's the street side. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know, like walking by there to smell gas. No. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so it, very exciting week over here. Very exciting week. But then it, we had a good weekend. I mean, there were there were things happening. Like I felt like I got time to relax, but I also was super productive. Like all the meal prep is done. As of this recording, like, what? Killing it. Showing up full of energy for you today. That is crazy. I saw this meal prep um, reel on Instagram, and it was this guy, and he's, like, weighing out uh, his rice. And he's, like, he puts some on the scale and then, like, shakes his head because it's over, scoops some off, nods his head because it's right, and then puts the stuff that he scooped off into his mouth. And I'm, like, yeah, that's me. Waste not, want not. I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes you can't resist. White rice is delicious. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. So, um, yeah, so that's the week so far. So what do we get today? Oh, we we missed a week last week, so I apologize. This is that was 100 percent my fault. Again, last week was a was a doozy. Work got away from me, and but we're back, baby. We we are are back. back, back, bitches. Um, so I have been so excited to share this with you. So Bestie recommended to me, cause you know, Bestie loves documentaries. She was like, you have to watch this documentary on Netflix. And I was like, on Netflix, on Netflix, right? Like the documentary is about Netflix. No, 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 no. Oh. It's okay. A documentary that she watched on Netflix. Netflix produced well, you this said, documentary. Like, a documentary on Netflix. Yeah, I'm sorry, my phrasing was, like, was confusing. Netflix had a murder. What? So it is. Yeah, they killed cable. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> tragedic. Okay, I just said tragedic. Did you catch that? Tragedic. Tragedic. Because <laughs> I was trying to see say wow. tragic and tragedy at the same time, and, I, and it came out tragedic. And um, I took that personally. <laughs> Okay, so the documentary is called Kai, the Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. Okay. Okay. I'm here for that. Kai, huh? Yes. And she was like, you have to watch this. It is wild. And you know me, I love a wild story. So the next day I happened to be um, off from work. So I immediately, while doing laundry, decided to watch said documentary. Kai, the hatchet wielding hitchhiker. the hat. And I was so entertained by this story. So then I, I, you know, as one does, delved into the black hole of this story. And it is wild. 
And I have been looking forward to telling you this ever since. And if you get a chance, you really should watch a documentary on Netflix because it is, it really is highly entertaining. Um, I'm going to give you a majority of the story, but I mean, when you're talking, they have the actual people who lived it. Obviously, they're going to bring a flavor that I just can't bring. So, okay, here we go. February 2nd, 2013. Picture it. Okay, I'm there. Hitchhiker walking down the street, right? Is Kai a male or a female? A male. Okay, just making sure. Yep. Jet Simmons McBride is driving and sees Kai the hitchhiker on the side of the street. Sorry, what was the location again? Did you tell us? This was in California. Okay. I just had to think about that for a hot second there. Um, so far, the characters are named Kai. Characters, the people are yes. named Kai and Jet. Yes. Which? Yes. They are in California. Fresno, to be specific. Immediately felt avocados. <laughs> Avocado farmers. Okay. So, Jet's driving down the road, sees Kai, and he's like, I'm going to pick up that dude. And so, he pulls over to the side of the road, loads Kai into the car, Kai gets in, and they're off, right? And so, they start driving, and, and Jet just, you know, starts talking and, you know, spewing all these things. All of a sudden, Jet goes a little bit wonky. Now, remember, Jet is not the hitchhiker. He's okay. the guy that picked up the hitchhiker. Jet starts saying that he is Jesus. Oh. And that he is going to save the world. Um, ahead of him on the street is a construction crew. And he says, watch this. And then proceeds to floor it. And hits one of the construction workers, pinning them against the construction vehicle what yeah so jet pops out of the car people come running over thinking like you know this was purely an an accident right yeah you would Um, assume if someone just hits a construction worker yeah excuse me oh my goodness i got whoa i don't know my brain just went blank okay so so far (laughs) uh jet and kai are in the car Okay, yes. Jesus so, Jesus Jet decides to floor it and yes. pin a construction worker against the vehicle saying, I'm saving everybody, which I don't think he knows what that word means. No. He feels like he doesn't. He really, really doesn't. So he hops out of the car. Kai hops out of the car. People come running over. And as people who have witnessed this accident go to assist the person who is pinned in between the vehicles... Um, Jet decides this is the time to start attacking everybody. So he starts attacking the people who are now trying to help the pinned construction worker. Um, There is a woman who is trying to assist. He like bear hugs her and then is alternating between trying to kiss her and then trying to attack her and like punch her and stuff. Well, Kai comes in and saves the day. He whips out the hatchet he has in his hitchhiking backpack and hatchets Jet in the head. Two strikes with the blunt end and then one strike when it's still not working with the sharp end. Okay. Okay, Kai. Okay, Kai. So. Talk about like fate aligning, right? Like odds of the crazy guy picking up 
the guy that was not fucking around. Yeah. And then was like, well, it's hatchet time. Yeah. So, from here, obviously, like, everybody descends. Um, they, you know, emergency services come assist the person, the construction worker. He later passes away. Um, they get Jet to the hospital because dude's still not fucking dead. FYI. Three hatchet blows and he's still not dead. He gets transported to the hospital. News, everybody, you know, emergency personnel, everybody's descending on this scene. And a local uh, reporter, uh, Jessup Reisbeck, I'm going to say his name Reisbeck. I don't know if that's how you actually pronounce it or not. He's from the local Fox affiliate. And okay. as he's there, he's actually a sportscaster. He, he covers sports for the local affiliate, but they were short on like, I, I almost said sideline reporters. What's a, what are the reporters called when they're not the anchors? You know? um, field reporters? Sure. Okay, we'll call them field reporters. So the field they were short on field reporters, and they sent this poor guy who normally covers sports out to cover this crazy, what appears to be freak accident. And um, he happens to see, you know, hearing from different people that he's interviewing, yeah, like this, like, homeless looking man is the one that actually stopped the attack and as he's saying this or and hearing this he sees somebody who's walking around with the his little backpack on and and forgive me appears to be stereotypically homeless looking yeah so a homeless looking guy you can just say it you don't get to tiptoe around it like okay if you're offended by that and you're homeless follow our podcast (laughs) Tell your other homeless friends. Well, Kai, come to find out, he prefers to not use the word homeless. He likes to call it home free. Home free? Yes. Oh, he's a free range human being. He's a free range human being. So, Jessup is able to catch up with Kai and says, hey, were you involved today? Can I get an interview with you? I am now going to play you some of this interview because it is gold just straight gold so here we go i'm one of the heroes yeah can we talk to you do you mind what do you want to talk about what happened today well went straight out of dogtown skateboarding surfing it up before i say anything else i want to say no matter what you've done you deserve respect even if you make mistakes you lovable and it doesn't matter your look, skills, or age, or size, or anything, you're worthwhile. No one could ever take that away from you. Now, this stuff right here, I was driving, and I, well, I was in the passenger Straight side of this fucker's town. car, and <laughs> he comes over on there. He was over by the recycling center. He says, oh, when I was in the Virgin Islands, 30 years old, on a business trip, I, 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 uh, I, I fucked this 14-year-old. I was like, you what? He's like, I raped this 14-year-old. He starts crying, gives me a big hug. He's just like, fuck, 300-pound guy. I'm like, oh, shit. You must be <laughs> fucking, man. Like, what's he talking about? I didn't take him seriously at first. Comes driving down this way. He's like, you know what? I come to realize I'm Jesus Christ, and I can do anything I fucking want to. And watch this. Bam! And he smashed into this fucking guy right there, pinned him in between that fucking truck. And so I fucking, I hop out, I look over, the guy's pinned there. I mean, like, freight train riders know this. Like, if you get pinned between something, do not fucking move that shit, otherwise you bleed out. Like, motherfucker, I, I ran in, I grabbed the keys, he's fucking sitting there like nothing even happened. 
And like fucking like, man, if you start driving that car around again, man, there would have been a hell of a lot of bodies around here. Fucking, I hop on out, and so I grab the bag, I threw it over by that pole right there, and then fucking buddy gets out, and these two women are trying to help him. He runs up and he grabs one of them, man. Like a guy that big can snap a woman's neck like a pencil stick. So I fucking ran up behind him with a hatchet, smash, smash, smash. So I'm gonna stop Dude, it there. The best interview ever. <laughs> smash, smash, smash. Yes. So the full interview is actually over five minutes long. Um, I'm not gonna play the whole thing. I just wanted to get to the smash, smash, smash because that became it went viral. Well, yeah, clearly. I mean. The guy's like, yeah, man, straight out of Dogtown, dude. He's like, you know, freight train riders. No, you can't move that shit once you're pinned. You bleed out. <laughs> Threw the bag over there. Dude could have snapped her neck like a pistol or grabbed the hatchet. <laughs> smash, smash, smash. Yeah. So it goes crazy. So the original video posted by Jessup um, has over 8 million views on YouTube. People were taking it, reposting it. Those have millions of views. People are doing remixes of him oh, yeah, doing he's it. Oh, full-on viral. Yeah. yeah, it went nuts, right? So, Jessup is the only person who is able to get an interview with him that day. He does this interview and then basically pieces out. Like, he just walks away from the scene. And other reporters are trying to stop him and be like, hey, can we talk with you? Can we talk with you? And he's like, no. And just keeps walking. And he just, he just leaves. He just leaves. Well, so like the police didn't stop him or? So that's part of the problem. <laughs> like, cause so, even if he was being in the right, like, cause the person was crazy, like he did commit the smash, 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 smash. you know? Like, yeah. So. Sandy high school football rules. <laughs> so he does get, so they are able to get some comments from him, but he really disappears before they can get any sort of way to get in contact with him or anything. Jessup happens to get his email address. He has an email address and he's like, every once in a while, I'll find an internet cafe, log in. Like you're, like, you're a cool dude. Here's my contact. Like, let's stay in touch kind of thing to this reporter. Okay. Well, they air this clip. It, Jessa puts it on YouTube and everybody wants to get a well, piece yeah, of this Well, yeah, of course guy, you want an interview with right? that guy. So there is a flood of contact to Jessup because that's the only way nobody knows like how do you find this guy like you can't people are reaching out from well, he's everywhere he's a free range human being he yes. is a free range human being so the person who does um news contact like the um feel good stories for the Jimmy Kimmel show mm -hmm. reaches out to Jessup to try and get a hold of him the um People, so the, they call her, what, what was her title? She was like brand management, reality TV brand management or something. Basically, she's the person who put together the concept for the Kardashian show. And she's responsible for that branding of that show. And she pitches different ideas to um, do these reality TV shows. She's reaching out, trying to get a hold of, of um, Kai as well. This, Jessup has... Invite after invite after invite. And so he just shoots Kai an email and is like, hey, um, I'm sure you are not aware, but you're a big hit. Hope you're doing well. If you're interested in talking to me about some things that are going on and I can do a follow-up story for you for like how things have been going since everything's happened, like I'd really like to do that. So 
Kai's like, you know, tells him in general vicinity of where he is. Um, Jessup's manager is like, yeah, go there, do a story. Like we want a follow-up story. So Jessup goes, they do a little follow-up interview and everything. Kai has no idea that he is now famous, like absolutely famous. So anyway, they get their follow-up story. And then afterwards, Jessup's like, can I take you to lunch? Like there's some stuff that I need to talk to you about. And so... They go to lunch and he's just sitting there, you know, he has his like, you know, burger and fries and he's doing his thing. And Joseph's like, you are literally famous and people really want to hear from you. Like they love this positive message that you start out with. Like you're talking about how you smash a guy in the head, but you start your message with no matter who you are, you deserve love. Right. So he there people want a piece of you. So these are all the things. And Kai's response is. I mean, I just, I really feel like I want to um, go surf and smoke weed. <laughs> I mean, and based, on, based on that interview, like, you shouldn't be surprised that that's what right? he's thinking. Right. And so Jessup's like, I think you really need to think about this. And so he, I guess, spins a pencil to decide what he's going to do. And he's like, yep, it's telling me to go smoke weed, surf, so you, I'm out of here. The universe has decided. Yeah. So... I'm not mad about that. Yeah. Like, Jessup starts reaching out and is like, hey, like, he's not, he's not interested in doing this. Like, do you want me to keep pushing him? Because they haven't separated after this lunch yet. And the um, brand manager is like, tell him that I will get him a van full of weed just to he like to get him to sign on to do a show with us. Like, we want him. Like, I will get him however much weed he wants. And <laughs> Um, you might be talking this guy's language. This, right? this guy might be interested and now. So um, they they kind of pair up with the Jimmy Kimmel show and say like, okay, he'll do a segment on the Jimmy Kimmel show, and then that's kind of where we'll announce that he's doing this, you know, brand, re, you know, new reality, sort of reality show, whatever. Show? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's like, can we just get him to the location where they film the Jimmy Kimmel live show? And so they tell Kai, hey, yeah, um, she's going to get you a lot of weed. Um, I'm sure we can get you some stuff to go surfing. Like, let's just do the Jimmy Kimmel show. And he's like, all right, sounds good. And so they coordinate all this stuff. They're trying to get him to that location. It is like, they go into all sorts of detail in it in this documentary. Like, I'm just going to fast forward all the way to the fact that they make it to the Jimmy Kimmel show. And it's like herding cats trying to get him there. That's all I'll tell you. Yeah, I can imagine. He gets there. He walks up to the Jimmy Kimmel live sign and pees on it. (laughs) The world is my bathroom, bro. (laughs) He pees on the sign. And the security guy's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. And he's like freaking out on him. And they're like, God, pull your pants up. What are you doing? Like, you can't just pee wherever you want. And so they finally like get him inside. And they're all kind of like, oh, my God. Like, how are we going to make it through this? Whatever. So they do like kind of the pre-show stuff with Jimmy. Jimmy hands him an envelope. It has cash in it. He immediately turns it around turn and hands it to the security guard. And was like, I'm really sorry I peed on your sign. <laughs> Take this as a token of my my apology. Yeah, yeah. So before he can make it on air, the cops show up. 
because okay. it has been widely publicized that this is where Kai is going to be. And he is going to be on the Jimmy Kimmel show. They're going to need some answers for that. Smash, and they're going smash, to need smash. some answers for the smash, smash, smash. Yeah. So he goes and is able to give them, you know, some more information, ways to get in touch with him, blah, 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 whatever. He, he's not being charged for, you know, the smash, smash, smash. He's, you know, just, they just needed him to be available to be a witness for the trial for Jet because Jet has killed someone with his vehicle and they are going to be um, trying him for that murder. Okay. That's okay. Fair. Well, in all of the background information, Kai has been talking to, you know, Jimmy's people and this brand manager and saying some of the information about, you know, they're just asking him generally, like, kind of like, well, what happened in that car? Like, what'd y'all talk about while you were driving, whatever? And it comes out that they had been, Kai had rolled a joint and they had been smoking. And Kai alluded to the fact that maybe it was more than just weed in that joint. Now, this doesn't come out in any of the other stuff it he jet was um drug tested at the hospital and it did come back that there was only marijuana in his system i don't know how long after the incident that he was drug tested or whatever but there's there's some there's some shadiness there right so anyway kai goes on about his business the he does eventually make it onto the Jimmy Kimmel show. He does the little, I don't, I've not, I've never really watched a whole lot of the Jimmy Kimmel show, but I've seen enough clips, like, you know, where he does the clip where he's like driving in a car. Yeah. Yeah. So he does that with Kai. He does a session. They end up bringing him back for another session to do movie reviews. And they were just trying to do like a 15 minute segment with him. And he couldn't even get through it. Like he was all over the place. He starts like, spewing all of this information even the interview that he did with jimmy kimmel in the car he's kind of going off the rails like he's really not all there like we shouldn't be surprised by that for the first interview right right exactly and that's what i mean they there was like a point in the documentary where um one of jimmy kimmel's people was like we could not get him to hold still to to film for 15 minutes i don't know how they thought they were going to do a reality tv show with him the reality TV show obviously never came to pass. Um, Did he get his van full of weed? <laughs> I'm not sure if he got his van full of weed or not. Um, but yeah, so things really start, you know, kind of going all over the place. People still want, you know, they're trying to get him to do all these different interviews, all these different things. And he's kind of just, you know, he's he's a, a free range human being. And is just yeah. kind of doing his he own thing. He can't be caged. He's yeah. part of the myth. Yeah. So... Fast forward a couple months, he makes it all the way out to the East Coast, and he's kind of doing his own thing there. Until on May 16th, 2013, Kai, otherwise known as Caleb Lawrence McGilvery, is arrested for the murder of Joseph Galfie. Did he hatchet somebody else in the head? He, ha- he murdered Joseph Galfie. Now... He is claiming self-defense. He okay. said that Joseph Galfie drugged him, attempted to rape him, and he retaliated and murdered him. I mean, if someone drugged and tried to rape me, I feel like that might be an appropriate response. I, 
Correct. However, Kai has since been through his full trial and he was found very guilty very, of this not, murder. Not even just guilty. He was found very guilty. There was no evidence whatsoever that he had been that this assaulted. Guy yes, correct. He, he, there was no, there, yeah, there was no evidence whatsoever that this was self-defense at all. Um, not to mention he had been posting on social media, um, like lists and maps of, um, people believed to be pedophiles and encouraging people to take vigilante action against these individuals. Oh, jeez. Um, so, okay. yeah. That's a choice. Yeah. So that is the story of Kai, the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. Well, I thought we were going to get more on the actual murder, but okay. <laughs> no, the best part of him is like all of the craziness that led up to the fact. From the fact that he went February 2nd to May rising to the top of like everybody wants a piece of you and then being arrested for murder over the matter of months like that is wild to me well i mean if you if you listen to that interview like he's clearly not stable so yeah he talks a lot about so like kind of sad but also shouldn't be too surprising right yeah there is another piece in that interview as well that part of the portion that i didn't play where Jessup asks him, have you ever been involved in something like this and before? And he comes back and says, oh yeah, this one time I was in an orchard and this guy was, you know, you know, being mean to his wife or girlfriend or whatever she was. So I just walked up to him and I punched him in the face and I knocked out all of his teeth. You see here, this scar on my hand, this is where I got that scar because I knocked all his teeth out. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Like he clearly had... He was Some, very free range. He was very free range. And it, it, in the interview, he talks about how the fact he has no family. He definitely has a family. They actually live in Canada. Mother, father. Um, I believe it was, he might have been a stepbrother as well. Um, and they're like, we, we don't know what you're talking about, that you don't have a family. Like, we've always been here for you. Um Kai refused it. His mom has tried to see him in jail and he's been, he refused her um, visitation and stuff like that. So there is definitely a lot. He came out and was saying that she, you know, abused him as a child and would lock him in a room. And she was like, um, I w had a lock on his door when he was a child because he would get out in the middle of the night and I would find my toddler like in the street. So yeah, I put a lock on his door. Oh, to he's always him. been a free range. Yeah. Human. He's always been a free range human. <laughs> so it's really kind of crazy. So he just has a lot of, a lot of some, there's some background there. It is not just, he came well, to the I, rescue I mean, if, of these if people. If he was that his whole life, you can't even win on the drugs. That's, that's a, no. that's a mental issue. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some, some I mean, mental health on issues. A positive there. note though, right? Like good thing. That even as crazy as he was, he was riding shotgun that day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like he—he's right. If he hadn't stopped that guy, he would have killed a lot more people that day. Um, so it is very lucky that he's there. I just—it's interesting. Sometimes it takes crazy to fight crazy. Yeah. So, and one of the things, and I think it's again, I—I 
absolutely recommend you go and watch a documentary if you have time. It's it's not long. I think it's like an hour and a half. It is so, so good. And they dip into the side of, you know, in the, the, did we push this guy to fame because we found it entertaining and not really evaluate the fact that this man took a hatchet to somebody's head and he was praised as a hero. Yes, he stopped a major crime, but not everybody that is, I don't want to say normal, but not everyone is going to be able to take that action. People are going to try other methods to stop somebody before they take a hatchet to their well, head. And like listening to the interview, like he was fired up about mm-hmm. it. He was like, mind my own business, chilling in Dogtown, go yeah. ride from this dude. Next thing you know, yeah, there I was, smash, smash, smash. Like it was like, if I was like, oh, stop to the store, got milk, eggs, and bread. Yeah. Or how about the fact that in the interview, he throws out the fact that the guy had told him in the card that he had raped a 14-year-old girl. And if I, it was me, I'd be like, stop the car. Let me out. I'm calling the police right now. Like, what do you... Well, just as a matter of your own safety, you probably don't tell the crazy, crazy murdering rapist driver. Yeah. Let me out so I can call the police. Well, yeah, I feel no, like I'm not he's saying he's not going to let you do that. No, obviously, but I'd probably be like, "Oh, I've yeah, got to go to the bathroom. Can you stop the car so I can go to the bathroom?" And then like, yeah, be like, "Yeah, oh, I'm just going to go right here. It's McDonald's. I'll see like, you yeah, later." The Jimmy Kimmel signs right there. You go, go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because he's like he he got kicked out of a hotel because like when this they were trying to get him out of life like what are you talking about <laughs> no like when they were trying to get him to the jimmy kimmel show they got him like checked into this like super fancy hotel um that's right on like the um where do they have the stars the walk of fame or whatever Hollywood? yeah so they have these the stars and he's outside the hotel peeing on someone's star and the security's like he cannot come back in here y'all are out like you cannot stay here like they were they were trying to get him checked into the hotel like he hadn't even been there two like 2.5 seconds and there he is peeing on someone's he is not housebroken he is not housebroken it was wild like the whole story again just spend the hour and a half to watch the documentary because it goes into so much detail over the thought that some of this stuff that he did and said was all just glossed over to get him well, it to was the exciting. show. to this it was pre- exciting. People were watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but it's interesting because the producer was like, you know, I didn't do it for myself. Like, it's not like I said, like, oh, my God, this guy's going to kill us or anything like that. Or, you know, I'm just going to ignore the fact that I think he's a little crazy to get him on this show. It was just we were all caught up in the fact that. It was exciting. It was well, I mean, you can if you've you got can a million ignore. people if you have a million people watching that video. Yeah. You want to capture that audience. Yeah. That's I mean Yeah. Right? Like It's just it's wild to me that this went from a feel good story on the Jimmy Kimmel show to him murdering, him murdering someone. someone. And it was like a very Never meet brutal. your heroes, people. Never meet your heroes. Yeah. And so and there is there's video of um the Joseph Galfi, the man that he murdered at the train station, giving him like a hug goodbye and like getting him on this train or whatever. Well, wherever he was going, Kai was supposed to be going next, didn't pan out. So he called Joseph to to come back to stay at his house again the next night. Um, and, and that's the night that he was murdered. He claims that he was assaulted both nights. So... I mean, if you were assaulted the first night, do you really go back Do you for really seconds? go back? Yeah. 
This guy's, I mean, clearly he's got some issues. Yeah. So, and he I, also... But also, like, that first interview is golden. Oh, my God, it's gold. It is liquid gold. Like, I was just you, so flabbergasted as I was listening to it. Like, wait, what? Like, well, because you can't listen to that and not at least laugh a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Straight out of Dogtown. <laughs> at the end, every he's like... Freight, every freight trainer knows, or what do you say? Every freight runner. Freight rider. Freight rider like that. knows. If you get pinned, don't move that shit. Don't you'll, move you'll die. It. Don't move it. I was just, it, it was, it was one of those things that like, even going into it, like I knew this guy murdered somebody, but watching that interview and even now, like I was grinning ear to ear as I was playing it for you because it's so entertaining. Like he is just, you know, you don't know what's going to pop out of his mouth and he's just kind of wild, but it's, it's very fascinating to me that because of something like that, you can really almost lose track of the fact that this guy is a convicted murderer. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a wild thing. I feel like I've seen that interview before in the past. Yeah. I didn't know smash, that he was a murderer. Smash, though. smash, Well, when Bestie was asking me about it, she was like, you know, you know the guy, the smash, smash, smash guy? And I was like, I have no knowledge of what you're speaking of. <laughs> but you know me, I'm not that up on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, oh, wait, though. Pause okay. here. Pause Ooh, Taking here. a page out of my book. Oh, you're yes. about to speak? Wait. Wait. Wait for it. Because I felt like you were going to start going into your tidings. But before we leave my transgression, I have a tiding of my own. Oh. Yes. So. Hitting the curveball today. Okay, here we go. I know that um, a couple of people have asked about the um, the college student murders um and if we're going to cover that yes i'm just waiting for things to settle down a little bit um because there's just too much coming out and especially with the stuff that i'm hearing i feel like there's a lot more to come and so we'll we'll we're gonna put a pin in that one but yes we will cover it at some point so i know that's been in the news like nonstop lately you just got to keep tuning in week after week and you never you know you never know you never what know. i'm gonna i'm gonna whip that one out <laughs> So that's it. So, okay, now what do you have for tidings? Okay, so in news, big news, at least from my point of view, the U.S. agreed to send tanks to Ukraine. We did what now? Yeah, we sent the some Abrams over to Ukraine. I... Like, the world is just, like, teetering on the edge. I don't know. Maybe it always does this, but it feels... And, like, I've been saying this since day one, so yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, beating <laughs> a dead horse at this point. But, like, we sent tanks over there, and then Russia responded with missile attacks in Ukraine. Oh, my God. And then... I didn't know over, that we had Over the tanks. weekend, I don't know if you saw this, Israel started firing missiles into Iran. I'm sorry, what? Uh-huh. What the hell? Yeah. Something about... Uh, well, you know, they have their own issues. Yeah. Uh, whatever the justification is. It's like stuff starting to slowly Something... Something... something popped off and they were like hmm, let me just fire yeah, a missile bomb missile the shit out of iran wow yeah that's no bueno no and so it just feels like every time something like it's like two steps forward one step back in like global yeah. escalation that's so not good and like everybody's already picked their world war three team yeah everybody knows the dodgeball teams have already been selected yeah and it just keeps kind of like creeping up a little bit and then it's like oh just kidding then it creeps back up again yeah so that's not really that good. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> and then, I almost. And then Israel told Iran, 
Smash, smash, smash. smash. Okay, because I was... <laughs> so this is totally unrelated, but it just makes me think of this. So our daughter on the cheer team, right? Yesterday, very emotional practice. Very emotional. We're talking 14, five to nine-year-olds, and they are all hyper-competitive. Well, practice did not go well. And they all ended up like yelling and fighting with each other yesterday to the point where coach called practice and was like, y'all go home, get some sleep, you're out of control. So today, Addie was not looking forward to going back. She was very stressed out. You know how she gets, she's, she's like, yeah. she feels so hard. And so <laughs> she, she gets in the car after practice and was like, I was like, well, how did, how did things go? You know, was it better than yesterday? And she's like, well, it escalated. And I was like, it escalated from yesterday? She's like, yeah, there was slapping. Was slapping? <laughs> yes, one of the little littles on the team slapped one of the bases. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not, I'm not laughing. It's not funny. Violence is not funny. But when you were talking about, like, the escalation, that's all I could think of Addie being like, it escalated. She slapped somebody. <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. So anyway, back to uh, Israel and Iran. <laughs> yeah, so Iran? Is- Iran? Oh, Iran. Iran? Yeah, I think that's the correct pronunciation. Iran. 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 I, feel, I feel pretentious when I say Iran. I don't know mm, why. I don't think it's pretentious. I think that's just actually how they pronounce it. So you're probably am I just Am I just like podunk if I'm like, Iran? Yeah. Like, okay. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Um, I try, but, I'll try not to be podunk. Well, so Israel had bomb carrying drones targeting. Oh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't missiles. I apologize. Words. But uh, targeted an Iranian defense factory. Okay. I mean, and, I feel and, like and, if and you're now, trying to stop. Iran's like, no, no, they didn't, they didn't hurt anything big. No big deal. Did but they hit like, the defense factory? Because I feel like, like that is in fact. Well, you know how it is. You get like mixed results out of that. Yeah. Like, you can't really get... I mean, there's some footage of the strikes and stuff, but... <laughs> Even if they did hit the factory, they'd be like, no, 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 didn't get well, anything. Yeah, Haha, miss me! Mm-hmm. Wow. So... That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's been wild, and it just keeps on escalating, I feel like, and it's no bueno. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like the way that looks. Um, <laughs> well, and then on top of that, you had an Air Force four-star general... Sent a memo out on Friday, basically saying, uh, "I feel like we're going to be in World War Three by 2025 with China." Like, whoa, bro, whoa. Um, what? To whom it may concern, or like, was it addressed to somebody specific? Uh, he sent it to a signed memo addressed to all Air Wing commanders and Air Mobility Command and other Air Force operational commanders. And he and was like, ordered, "I whipped out my crystal and ball." Ordered them to report all major efforts to prepare for the China fight. Fuck. Yeah. Ch- Chester does not like that. <laughs> even, my, even my dog is scared. Even the dog is scared. Mm-hmm. Chester, get ready to fight. So, like, internationally, it's just like, holy... A shit show? Holy shit, guys. Like, can we just calm down? Everybody just take a step back? I mean, do you think, like... Is it just me kind of, like, you know, not not indulging in the news... That, like, I didn't quite realize exactly how close to World War Three we may very well be. I mean, I feel like we're probably always really close to a World War. Like, on some level. Yeah. Like, I mean, you go back and 
like there's not a time in the world where everybody was like, hey, everything's good. I right? Like it just kind of ebbs and flows. You love me. Yeah, there's never been a Barney episode of this. Um, I mean, there's there's times where it's it's definitely calmer than it is right now. It yeah. just feels very escalated right now, at least in my opinion. I just yeah, no, it it abs- Chester is very upset about it. He would like to report his dissatisfaction. Hear, I hear him. So every time you say that, it just oh. seems to come out of nowhere. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't show up on the. <laughs> I'm looking at the recording to see if the volume picked it up. All I know is you can hear when the washer finishes and it plays its little song. So I'm assuming if you can hear that, you can hear Chester. <laughs> well, we don't have a professional studio. Anyway. Um, and then in other news, the debt ceiling. What about it? So they're, <laughs> well, if they don't approve an increase in the debt ceiling, you get a government shutdown. Ugh. So that, I that's just, like, potential. Because essentially what happened is Biden came out and told the Republicans, like, uh, yeah, we're not doing that. Better figure it out. They say that all the time, though. That's mm-hmm. what they always do. And you know what really sucks is, like, coming from a position where I used to work for the Department of Defense, like, it just hurts those people. Like those people are the people that get furloughed. Those people are the people who are required to show up to their job every day and not get paid for it. And yeah. like that's all that's happening. You're just fucking those people over. Yeah, basically. It's bullshit. So the government find actually, another way to fight. Get shit done and stop being stupid. So they actually hit the debt ceiling finally. So ass hats. If they don't raise it then the potential of America going into default. That's what they always say, right? But, I mean, it just become like this political football back and forth. Yeah. You can't hear me rolling my eyes, but I am rolling them really hard. So, we'll see what happens with that. My, my issue with that yeah. is, does it tie back into the other stuff? Yeah. So, global economics, like the global marketplace, yeah. is essentially backed by the U.S. dollar. Okay. That's like the standard. Okay. So if the government defaults, it causes all these ripples. That just but, domino. But the big part is is that Russia, for like the past six, nine months, keeps advocating for this back going back to a gold standard versus <clears throat> versus a US dollar. Okay. And so it's like, I feel like we're playing into their hands, guys. Like stop fucking around. Yeah. Because, again, maybe just me and my tinfoil hat, but like, and hopefully I'm wrong, right? But it, but it feels like it. It just feels like. It just like, feels, yeah. And like a lot of the times I'm sure these things behind closed doors probably get so close to blowing, like the top coming off of it and just going to absolute like shit show. And oh, then it for gets, sure. Like, walked back at the last minute. Because. You Somebody, can't... Somebody's going to fold because it's just like you can't. Yeah. The world will collapse. <laughs> right. So, I laugh when I get nervous. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just find it interesting that like Russia's been pushing for this gold standard yeah. for all this time. Yeah. And then all this shit happens. And now we're at the debt ceiling again. And it's like instead of like paying attention to what's going on in the whole world, like they're like children, like fucking yeah. arguing. They each other. are our daughter's cheer team, just like sl- taking yeah, slaps at each other. Slaps one in the face. It escalated. She got slapped. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, I don't know. It's just kind of wild to me just watching this stuff just slowly yeah. roll forward. And yeah. I, like I really hope I'm wrong. I hope it, hope whatever the hell is building up like de-escalates at some point. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like, but 
It's like, right. it's like they try doing like the Russian oil cap, and then Russia just sells their oil to everybody else. Russia's like, haha, fuck you. They just sell it to <laughs> India. India's like, okay, take the label off the barrel, stick an Indian label on it, and sell it back in the global marketplace. Like, you're not hurting them. Yeah. It's a lot of posturing on all sides. Well, I, just... I think that that's one of the things that like really frustrates me is that like it's just there's a lot of like in general like virtue signaling instead of actually doing something there's just like well excuse you yeah they definitely heard that one (laughs) chester is very distressed right now um yeah it just it feels like instead of actually taking action it's just we're gonna do this bullshit maneuvering to make it feel and seem like we're doing anything something when we're not really doing anything and you're gonna have all these like massive implications if they don't fix things (laughs) like and again like i'm not i'm not a political person and i know i couldn't do that job like I know my limitations. That's not my jam. Even if I could do it, it's not what I enjoy. Like, well, because I mean, there, there was have... a time where you legislated to fix problems. Yeah. And now you just legislate to get reelected. Yeah. That's, that's all it that's feels like. Well, no, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Is you got to do the things that you That can are going to make you get reelected. You can turn into and a And I know, like, you and... get... Everybody gets all in up in arms about, like, you know, setting term limits. And you have to have, you know, some sort of, like... Uh, you know, experience and that you can't have new people coming in every two years because then, it, you know, it takes so long to get up to speed on things. And like, I, I get that, but there's got to be some sort of limitation on this because when you have just lifetime political people, that's all, they don't know what it's like to live in the real world. It's, they don't, you can't tell me that Nancy Pelosi knows what it's like to be an average human being. Oh, speaking of Nancy or Pelosi, Ted Cruz, I'm not saying either side they of the aisle. The, the body cam footage of when Paul Pelosi got attacked. If you haven't seen that video, Did they yeah. What is that look? Is that scary? you should just watch it? I don't know it's, if I want to watch it. Yucky, gross. It's just he's just they're just different. But I mean, they're I, just different. They're just different. Um, well, just politicians in general, I feel like. But I yeah. mean, like I know what you're saying about the term limits and stuff, but like at some point they were also new. You don't got to be there for 40 years. But that's what I'm saying. And like, like institute it like moving forward. So right? So that way like you can get new people and that certain seats are limited at a certain time. You know, you don't have to have everybody new at once, but it's just you I feel like they lose perspective. And when all you're doing is fighting to make sure that you have your seat you're not fighting for your people. You're fighting for yourself. And those are the people that are making decisions for the country as a whole. And that's scary. That is accurate. That is very accurate. Yeah. Nice, nice take on the news today. Thanks. I do what I can. Look um, at me. I feel like I'm growing as a person. <laughs> you are. I, I appreciate that. Um, but, you know, since we can't fix all those problems, I, uh, I spoke to a listener Oh. A good a, a friend of mine. Okay. My buddy Rich. Okay. And after listening to the first couple episodes, he was like, oh my gosh, so good. Like, love it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And he gave me gave the podcast a shout out to some of his friends. So I said, okay, I will pay back the favor. Ooh, all so, right. So Rich, God bless Rich. I love him. Uh, he, We talk fairly regularly. Okay. But his biggest ambition in life, what he really wants to do, and I think it's just such a great idea, is he wants to make... A place where you can adopt animals that's also like an arcade. I love it. 
like a pet arcade and i was like that's amazing that is a like, fire you could go idea. there and play pinball and then have it like meet a dog or a cat and then take them home with you oh my god i love it all right so well i was asking her i said okay well since you were plugging the podcast yep. to your people yeah what can i do to pay back the favor so in today's show notes you'll see a link to frankie's friends which is one of his favorite nonprofits. it's a charitable pet foundation they help obviously uh stray animals find homes Oh my gosh. And I just think that's such a good thing, right? Like, I, yeah. I feel like sometimes the news is bad. So, like, yeah. we have to have something good, right? Like, because... And you know that I'm such an animal lover. Like, oh, I we've love... We've got a small... We have a small zoo at our house. And I, I can't even bring myself to regret it. Like, because I just love them so much. Yeah. So, Frankie's fr- friends fund specialty and emergency care for pets who have a good prognosis to return to a good quality of life for a reasonable time. Oh. So, you know, like some of these animals that once they get sick and the, and the medical costs become too expensive for yeah. the families, like, there's nothing. what are they going to do, yeah. right? Well, I'll That's tell you not. what they do. They reach out to Frankie's friends. Yay! And they save these animals. And so they've got hospitals that work for them. A really good nonprofit. Rich says, I don't support everything. I do, my, I do my homework. I do my due diligence. I've talked to them. These guys, good this organization is legit. So Love if that. you want to do something good today... Uh, it'll be in the show notes, Frankie's friends, because uh, animals don't have a choice where they end up, I think. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, I think it's like an open thing. Like if, if you like animals, you like animals, you know? And, yeah. And if you do help some of these animals get back on their feet, help them find a new home. Aww. That makes me happy. Yay, Frankie's friends. Yeah. So we went from. And yay, Rich. <laughs> the hatchet wielding hitchhiker Kai. Right? Oh my God. Going smash, smash, smash. Mm-hmm. To. America sending tanks to Ukraine. Shit, man. Israel drone attacks in Iran. We learned that it was Iran and not Iran. <laughs> this has been a very educational I show. I mean, I feel like I've grown as a person. <laughs> Kate came in with a hot take, hot take on the American political system and term limits. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for today, right? That's, that's going to do it for episode 14. All right. Okay, you got anything for the people? Um, follow us on Instagram at Tidings and Transgressions and feel free to send us an email at Tidings and Transgressions at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you have a, a cause in your life that you think is important that you that you want to support, uh, definitely email us. I, I'll gladly put Shout it out there on the out. show. I, we're not sponsored. We do it for free. We do it for fun, people. Even if they offered me money. Not just kidding. I would definitely take the money. I would really you take guys some would be gum. Getting, I really love gum. You guys would be getting me shilling all sorts of random crap to you. This diet tea will really help you in life. Diet tea? A friend tea. from high school will sell it to you. Oh you my God. Yes. They will friends. hunt you down. Uh, no, but seriously, I, I just think that, you know, with, with the way the world is, you always get bad. So it's always nice to hear good stuff too. And, you know, be part of the solution. Don't be part of the problem. Yeah. So, um, so tell about tell us about your favorite cause. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah, and, and uh, we'll definitely share it on air. Do you say on air on a podcast? During the show. During the show. During the podcast. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, just if, you know, like, like I said, there, there's lots of people out there doing good. I feel like they just get less notoriety and less publicity than the bad stuff. Yeah. For example, Kai. Yeah, I mean, Kai, he went from a good news story to a very bad news story. Yeah. Bad news bears. <laughs> yeah, Kai hit him with the Uno reverse. He's like, stop the murder. <laughs> oh, I am reverse. a murderer. That's a really good card game. I really enjoy that version of Uno. That's the one where you flip the deck upside down, right? Well, the reverse card is in all Uno games. Left. Okay, well, I like the one where we flip. Is it Uno flip then when you flip yeah. the deck upside down? Guys, you should really play that. It's it's really fun. I highly recommend. 10 out of 10. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's it for episode On that 14. note. 
TNT out. Bye.